What's going on, folks? Happy holidays. Thanks for checking out a brand new episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade, your one-stop shop for toys, tech, and talk with some assembly required. I'm your host, Rich, and if this is your first time checking out an episode, first of all, welcome. Second, a bit about what we do here. Toys and Tech of the Trade is an interview series where we sit down with content creators, entrepreneurs, and just awesome folks that are on our radar to discuss the gadgets, gear, and tech that they use to run their business, create content, and more importantly, be more productive. Now, when it comes to the toys aspect of this podcast, it's not just what action figures you're into or Funko Pops or things of that nature. We look at toys in a more general sense. So that car collection, those records you have, those are your toys. That's what you're passionate about. And those are the things that we like to talk about here because it allows us to break up a lot of the business and entrepreneurial conversation we have and get to know our guests on a more personal level. And who doesn't like to geek out about the stuff they're passionate about? Whether, like I said, it's Funko Pops or action figures, etc. We definitely embrace all of that here. Now, with that out of the way, this week's episode is a little special. It has been highly requested uh, every year. And it is our gift guide for 2022. Uh, whether it's for yourself, the entrepreneur, the creator, or someone else that's special in your life that you're unsure about what to get for them. I'm going to give you a couple of different picks that I have when it comes to gift giving. And like I said, maybe you want to get that for yourself or for someone that's in your life that is an entrepreneur or a creator. With that said, let's jump right into our 2022 Toys and Tech of the Trade gift guide. So I want to kick things off with a gift that you wouldn't think would be important, but as Many of us start our passion projects, entrepreneurial endeavors, or are just trying to promote our business. We run into something that is a lost art form that has been revolutionized as of late to just be something unique, and that is the business card. Now, we all know and struggle with this all the time, uh, making new business cards or business cards for our our little projects, etc., and it's always trying to load up Canva or trying to use some default design or just relying on the age old credit card sized business card that you hand to folks that people may or may not keep. And it's wash, rinse and repeat. But during a recent podcasting event I attended, I saw somebody was handing out an NFC based business card, had their logo on it. They scanned it. And when the person would scan it, it would give you the person's information, their contact information, and it would give you almost a mini website of pertinent links, things like that, and a bio. And I thought that it was just very cool and very forward thinking because almost every phone nowadays has an NFC tag. And if it doesn't, it has a QR code reader built in. So you can easily give your information to anybody either with a tap or just by scanning a QR code. And the thing about it was that it eliminates the necessity to carry a bunch of business cards or sometimes you're just in a situation where you don't even have cards on you. Maybe you're talking about what you're working on or a passion project at the gym or someplace else where you don't have a card on you. And I came across a company called Dot. They do the Dot card and they do both a regular card, a plastic looking business card, or they do also small tags you can stick on your phone. And real easy, the, the, the card has um, whatever color you want, and you can put a QR code on the back, 
and you can either tap it to someone's phone to load up all of your information that you could set up on your dot profile or better yet, they can scan the QR code if they don't have NFC enabled on their phone for whatever reason, and it'll yield the same results. It'll auto-populate all of your information. They'll see what you're working on, pertinent websites, socials, whatever you choose to build on your little dot page. And the thing about it is it's not expensive. Um, I think my dot card, because I only just opted for the card and not the small little stickers or tags, ran me 20 bucks. There was a coupon code. And the thing about it was, I think I paid 15 bucks total. And that's more or less what I pay to run business cards sometimes, depending on whether I go through Staples or any of the usual places to get business cards. Not to mention trying to come up with a cool design and all this other stuff. It's it's time consuming. It's tedious. And most times, like I said, the card ends up in the garbage. So picked up a dot card, have used it for the last month and a half, and it has been outstanding. I've been in different places. And people will ask me what I do, and I explain to them, you know, billionaire, philanthropist, uh, superhero. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But all jokes aside, you know, when I talk about podcasting or content creation or what we do at the RageWorks Network, people are like, hey, you know, I have somebody who might be interested, or I know someone. Do you happen to have a card on you? And it's always in the most awkwardest of places, like at the gym, or maybe I'm talking to somebody in a store I frequent that I just built a personal relationship with. So. Now it's either the dot card that I can just pull out of my wallet real quick or again, uh, adding that extra layer. If I had the dot sticker, I could just have them tap my phone, which is always with me and boom, they'd get that information the same way. I just thought it was a cool concept. And again, you know, it's one of those things that you don't think you really need it, but I didn't realize how invaluable it was. And full disclosure, Dot isn't giving me anything. I'm not getting any sort of affiliate relationship out of it. I just thought it was a cool product that I would include in this year's gift guide because it has truly been invaluable. And like I said, you can doctor up your your Dot profile any way you want to promote whatever business you have, whatever side project you have. You could have different Dot profiles for different things. Uh, the possibilities are endless and it's, you know, less than 20 bucks in most cases. So. Definitely check that out, and we will include a link for that in the show notes for this episode. So one of the things that a lot of us have been dealing with, especially those of us that are working from home or have worked from home, is getting a good workspace. And the thing about it is, as we start doing more content creation, take more Zoom calls, et cetera, et cetera, our desks become completely cluttered. And the other thing is that the desks that we have just aren't conducive to how we work. Now, it's very easy for me to say, you know, get yourself a standing desk. They're great. And yes, they are. But the thing about it is that they are expensive. Sometimes they do not. uh, They're not able to hold up like multiple monitors or multiple things that we have on our desks. We want something durable. We want something long lasting. And over the last few years, I've been seeing a variety of creators recommending a Husky tool bench. Now you're probably asking yourself, oh, you know, why would I want a, a tool bench or a workbench? And the thing about it is that the Husky bench is a nice, thick, almost butcher block surface. It is completely coated and it does, you're able to raise it and lower it while you only can do it with a hand crank and not with any sort of buttons or electronics. It can hold up to, I believe it's 300 pounds, which is tremendous. I actually have two of them 
here in in my home studio, one which is used for my main desk, which is about five feet long, and then one that's a little shorter that's used as a secondary desk that I have in an L configuration. And the thing about it is that it has wheels. I'm able to roll it around. I have all of my lights clipped to it. I have my cameras clipped to it. So I can just change up my studio space, my desk space, any way I want very easily just by unlocking the wheels, rolling it around, and turning a crank and raising or lowering the desk. Now, obviously, those of you that don't want to deal with any sort of uh, you know, hand crank situation. There is a little hack you can use. You can actually stick a drill bit in there. And if you have a drill bit or if you have a drill, excuse me, or an impact driver laying around, you can just press it and it'll zoom up or down however you see fit. But I got to tell you guys, the it costs about the same amount as it would cost you to spend for, you know, an Ikea butcher block and the Alex drawers, etc. And the thing about it is that I still have Alex drawers here in the in the studio space, and um, all I did was just roll them right under the desk. I raised the desk a little bit, and it's been invaluable. As I said, it can take a beating. I can stand on it. I can you know throw stuff on it easily. And the thing about it is that it's comparable in cost to what you would spend on a typical standing desk, but obviously more durable. Now the other side of the coin is if you wanted to, you can get just the standing desk grid, you know, just the frame with the motor and then throw your own tabletop on it. But again, you know, a butcher block is going to run you a good heavy duty one's going to run you between 100, 150 bucks, depending on where you go. Not to mention the cost of the the frame, which can be anywhere from 150 to 250 dollars. So like I said, the Husky workbenches, they're durable. You can get them at your local Home Depot. And they definitely check off a lot of boxes. So definitely something I want to endorse and recommend. Like I said, either for your own work from home setup, or maybe you have somebody who likes to tinker in their garage and you want to give them a nice workspace. These are really, really nice. And to add a little extra to it, if you have a Harbor Freight close by, you can pick up a magnetic power strip and you can stick it right to the desk. And that has been great because the magnetic power strips from Harbor Freight actually have two USB ports and I believe it's six outlets underneath. And again, they're magnetic. You can stick them right to the metal frame or right under the desk to the metal portion of the desk. And right there, you have just power right at your fingertips and it just works. And again, very, very, very easy on the wallet for the most part. I'll include links for that. I'll even include links for the Harbor Freight. Uh, power strip because again it's something that you wouldn't think is useful but boy oh boy if you have a metal framed uh, workbench it is clutch now this could easily be thought of as something for podcasters but as more and more of us rely on zoom and different types of software to do meetings microsoft teams it amazes me how much a good microphone really changes the dynamic of your calls, your podcasts, everything. And it's easy to use your built-in microphone or some cheapo mic, but spending a couple of bucks on a microphone really can change your audio delivery, whether it's for your podcast, your live streams, whatever the case may be. And I usually rely on the old standard, which was the Audio-Technica ATR2100. Um, since then, I've recommended more so the Samson Q2U 
You can find it between 60 and 70 bucks. It is probably one of the best investments you can make. Not only is it compatible with XLR, so you can plug it into a mixer or an audio interface, but you can also use it via USB to just plug it right in and use it on your Zoom calls, your live streams, whatever. And like I said, it just really takes your audio up a notch. It's easy to use. It's durable. It takes a beating. If you want to up your ante a little bit, got a couple more bucks to, to spare, you can use the Rode Pod Mic, which I like. We use a lot of Rode products here at uh, Rageworks Studios, and the Rode Pod Mic is nice. It's usually about a hundred bucks. It's a, it's a step up, and it definitely delivers. The only thing is, it's an XLR mic only, so you cannot use it via USB, and you have to run it into an audio interface or a mixer to get the full benefit. I know that there are XLR to USB converters, but my experiences with them have not been great. And a lot of people have been recommending the Shure MV7. Uh, Shure, always a leader in the space. People love Shure microphones. They're always quick to to talk about, you know, the big, the big Shure heavy hitters when it comes to podcasts and content creation. But if it's one thing I tell people is, you know, level up gradually, use what's in your budget. The MV7 is nice. Um, you know, there's a USB version, there's a USB and XLR version, there's an XLR only version. So you have a couple of different options to choose from, but please take a moment and level up your microphones. Trust me, it's one of the easiest things to do and it doesn't cost much and it'll just make you sound better. And who doesn't want to sound better on the visual side of things? There's a couple of different schools of thought. Obviously a good web webcam is always good. Um, you know, stop relying on the webcams that are built in your laptops. They're good, but you can get a nice USB, USB-C type webcam. Um, I still have the good old Logitech C920. Uh, I use it only in like the most remotest of situations, but there was one that came on the scene recently from Elgato, which is the Elgato Facecam and Facecam Pro, which are very good. Uh, really good picture, really good video quality, and just, again, an easy upgrade. There's also one that was put out recently that was, um, it was a webcam on a gimbal from uh, Insta360, which I thought was incredibly promising, but definitely on the upper tier, I think it's going for about 300 bucks. But listen, you can pick up a C920 sometimes for less than $100. Do yourselves a favor, get yourselves uh, a decent webcam just to have just a better presentation and it's just going to make it easier for you to jump on Zoom calls, do live streams, whatever the case may be, with just a reliable camera. Now, if you want to really take it to the next level, you can pick up something like a Sony ZV-E10, which is what I use for uh, my webcam on a lot of my calls and a lot of my live streams. You can use Sony's built-in software, but I actually run it via HDMI into an Elgato capture card. And I can use that and give just crispy, clear, beautiful video. Uh, I get to use whatever lenses I have close by. In this case, I use a 16 millimeter lens um, from Sigma to deliver an amazing, amazing picture. And I just, again, that's the the extreme, uh, the extreme recommendation. But the budget recommendation, you can't go wrong with a Logitech C920. As always, links will be in the show notes. Now. Obviously, whether you're a content creator or an entrepreneur, et cetera, you got your microphone, you got your camera. What's what's next? Lighting. Let me tell you, lighting, lighting is something that I didn't come to appreciate until I started doing more video. It's a big pain to try and get like the ideal lighting situation. You know, you can go three point lighting, 
which is, you know, uh, as the name implies, three lights that you can use and you can get good systems for like 50 bucks. But the easiest and best way to get good light is by being near a window and getting natural light. So if you can record or or live stream or whatever from a good window, you can get some beautiful natural light. But one of the easiest things that I did to improve the lighting in my office was I used to be a big believer in the Philips Hue light system. But as much as 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 nice as it is, it's very expensive. Sometimes it doesn't connect and it's it's just very, very finicky when it wants to be. And I like Philips. I like Philips Hue. I like what they do. But I'll tell you, when it doesn't want to work, it is a massive pain. So what I started doing was I actually started um, using light bulbs from the company Wise, which is W-Y-Z-E. Wise does a bunch of stuff. They do uh, small little cameras that you can use to watch your home, uh, similar to Ring or uh, Google Nest. They're they're solid. You know, you can pick up some Nest cameras for less than than fifty bucks in some cases, and they do the job. I actually have one as a baby monitor in my daughter's room, and then I have my home surrounded by Wise cameras, and I use a Wise home security system paired with the cameras. And again, it's all budget solutions, but they really really work. But the thing about it was that. I didn't want to keep using Philips Hue. I wanted something that didn't rely on uh, on a on a brain, meaning like Philips Hue, you need to have the the the, the set top box to pair with all the bulbs. It's like I said, it's just costly and the bulbs themselves are not that cheap. So, I saw a few videos and then a few people recommended um getting some wise bulbs. Number 1 because they're brighter, number 2 because they don't require some sort of central interface to work, and number 3 they just they just they just deliver. And I picked up two, I believe two of them ran me uh, 30 bucks. So about 15 bucks a bulb uh, at my local micro center, but you can pick them up, you know, at the usual suspects. And I got to tell you, uh, really beautiful, bright light. I was able to adjust the brightness as I saw fit. I have them in my ceiling fan and, you know, it's a three bulb ceiling fan and I'm able to dim one bulb or change the color of one. And it really just levels up. Um, just the lighting for your videos and everything. And it's not expensive. Again, you can buy dedicated three point lighting systems, but for me to recommend that that's me presuming that you just have a ton of money to spend, but wise bulbs get the job done. They're easy on the wallet. And the thing about it is they pair with all of your usual home assistants. And I have now three, four, five, I have 10 bulbs, 10 wise bulbs in different rooms. And I've had no complaints. They always connect and they just work. So definitely big cosign for Wise and their stuff. Again, these folks aren't paying me. These are just things I recommend. But full disclosure, some of the stuff I do talk about that I link in the show notes will have affiliate links, which if you click, we will get a small commission. Just want to keep that out there. Now, one thing that I want to talk about and people don't put enough stock on this is services. Now, you can go out there and and buy people tangible gifts, but maybe maybe it's just services that you want to give people. And if you're a content creator, one of the services I like to recommend is Descript. Uh Descript allows you to transcribe audio, video, and you can even do editing within the service, which is tremendous. You can get transcripts for uh your your podcasts, your your videos, your live streams, and the editing is seamless and it just works. And the thing about it is that you're probably saying to yourself, 
yeah, but I can do the same thing with Adobe Audition or I can do it with Audacity or whatever the case may be. But we're thinking about instances where you just want something quick and simple. Maybe you just want to edit something for TikTok or Instagram or a YouTube short and you don't want to just fire up the computer and do all the crazy edits. Then I got to tell you, Descript really, really works. And for those of you that are, you know, mobile content creators, uh, big, big uh, co-sign to CapCut and LumaFusion, which are both great to edit on your tablets or mobile devices. CapCut actually is available also as a desktop application, I believe, on the Mac. I saw the announcement and I had downloaded it, but I didn't get to work on it. But I got to tell you, the services like Descript and some of these others are incredibly beneficial, especially if you're trying to really take your content in a new level to a new level whether it's audio, video, et cetera, social, you're, you're definitely going to want something that you can pick up and rock and roll with, with a very uh, non-steep learning curve. Because again, a lot of the stuff that we are inclined to use, if there's too many steps or it's just aggravating to get it up and running, sometimes that can kill the creative process faster than anything else. You can have a brain full of ideas, but if your editing or anything else is frustrating or aggravating or any of the above, you're just not going to do it. So definitely services like Descript, CapCut, LumaFusion, all solid. Um, if you're a podcaster, there's you know services like Riverside FM or a couple of others that pretty much will allow you to do a multiple guest or host podcast with just a few clicks. And best of all, they'll have audio and video ready for you to download and edit at a moment's notice. You know, subscriptions like that for the creatives in your life or even for yourself are invaluable. Switching gears a little bit, there's something that a lot of us take for granted as creators, and you never know how much you need it until you don't have it. And that is a dependable power source. More often than not, we're running around creating, recording, taking photos, taking videos. And Sometimes it's, hey, you jump into your car, you plug in your device and you're off to the races. But what about those times when you're not near your car? Are you going to be one of those people that's going to run around with their charger looking for a for a plug or looking for a place to plug in to charge their device, their local Starbucks, whatever? It wasn't until the last two years that I've really come to appreciate the usage of portable batteries or battery banks. Um, more often than not, whether it's for myself or if my daughter's with me or something else, there's always a need for extra power. And there's been plenty of instances where we're driving, maybe all the USB ports are being in you are being used, whether it's myself for, you know, Apple CarPlay or Android Auto, or my wife is using a, a port, or we have a guest with us and they're charging. Nothing is more important than having some reliable battery bank solutions that you can keep with you, whether it's in your in your everyday carry or whether it's in a sling bag, whatever the case may be, it's it's really invaluable. And the thing about it is there's so many multi-use varieties available, whether it's a battery bank that can jumpstart your car, which I've had I have one of those that has saved my behind on more than one occasion. Um but funny enough, I was actually pitched a battery bank by a very unexpected company. And that company is Shell. Now, if you know Shell, you know Shell is gas station, but they've actually been venturing into consumer electronics over over the last year or so. And they reached out to me and they're like, hey, we got this uh, portable charger. 
It's a 20 watt dual way quick charge uh, power delivery system that we got that really just delivers the goods when it comes to uh, charging devices. You can charge your tablets, you can charge your devices. And I said, you know what? Let me check it out. So I've had it for the last month or so, and I've been using it pretty much exclusively as a backup. And the thing about it is, you get two USB C ports, and actually, excuse me, not two USB C ports. You get a Type C, you get a micro USB, and you get a USB Type A. And more importantly, you have the ability to charge multiple devices at once. And the thing about it, for me at least, has been the fact that it it's really saved my butt on more than one occasion. I, you know, we were out taking Christmas photos uh, with my daughter, and we went afterwards, um, and we're walking through an area where they do like a Christmas light display. And you're taking video, you're taking video, and before you know it, your your battery is dying. And I'm like, man, you know, I I wish that I had a way to juice up. So I had to run back to the car. Luckily, I kept it in uh, a bag I keep in the car and sure enough, plugged it in, used a quick charge port that's on there, which is 18 watts. And I was up and running, able to do all the videos and photos of the entire experience. And now, of course, you're probably saying, well, Rich, you know, your wife has a camera and that's fine. But, you know, you want to capture candidates. You know, I can take pictures of my kid while my wife is taking pictures of the lights, etc. Um, Definitely save my butt. Also, instances, like I said, where I got all the ports in the car in use, I can use it to charge up my daughter's iPad on the drive home and she can watch her shows or whatever she's watching. And boom, it just it just saves my butt. And if you're covering conventions, especially now that the world is starting to get back to some somewhat normal, um, you know that if you're in a press pit and you're trying to plug in or you're trying to record a podcast interview, it's it's nothing worse than running out of battery or not being able to charge your wireless microphones, things like that, where battery battery banks or power banks are invaluable. So big props to the fine folks at Shell for sending me this. Um, we weren't compensated for the review of the product. It really works very well. And we'll link to it in the show notes. But having a battery bank in general is just a solid, solid investment. Like I said, you know, you got some that can jumpstart your car, put air in your tires. Um, the technology's come a long way and having one on you is invaluable. So definitely a big, big recommendation. Um, lately I've been filming my, you know, some of my workouts in the gym only because, you know, I have some, some people I trust that I can have them review my form, look at some of my technique, make sure I'm doing things right. And I don't want to walk into the gym with a giant tripod. I hate that. It's just one of those things where you run the risk of somebody tripping. You want something small, compact, out of the way, not something that gets attention. And big shout out to, to, to Pat Flynn for the Switch Pod, which I've talked about before in previous gift guides. I've talked about it on previous podcasts. But the Switch Pod is, is a great portable tripod. It folds flat. It goes in, in your gym bag without a problem. It can go in a pair of shorts without a problem. And super thin, folded open, instant tripod. You can throw your camera or your phone right on it. And it's it's just out of the way. I used it to um, record a, a training session and somebody walked by and they're like, what the hell is that? I've never seen that before. And next thing you know, I'm telling the person about it. They're going to to write online and ordering their own for their workouts. And 
they were very, very impressed with the quality. And I got to tell you, I've beat the hell out of the switch pod. I, you know, it's, it's, you know, dumbbells have fallen on it. It's, it's just, you know, it's taken a beating and it's just a quality, quality piece of tech from a fellow podcaster and entrepreneur like Pat Flynn. So definitely check it out. It'll run you about a hundred bucks. But again, probably the only small portable tripod you'll ever need. Um, the only other alternative to it that really impressed me with its features is the Mantis Pod, which much like the Switch Pod, just durable, uh, small, unobtrusive. And I think that when when you're out filming, whether it's in the gym or or just filming content anywhere, when people see like giant cameras, giant tripods, it really they really get on edge, especially as of late. And people just they 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 don't they don't like it. They they're just they have questions. What are you filming? Why are you filming? But if you just throw your phone on the little tiny tripod and you throw it on a table, yeah, people will walk by, but they don't know if you're on a call or something else. And they rarely raise an eyebrow, so to speak, versus having a camera, a full on camera. And don't get me wrong. I've, I, even my cameras, I use a lot of Sony cameras, you know, the ZVE 10, which I've talked about and the A6400. And they're not big, but if I throw like a, like a 18, you know, an 18 to, you know, 250 lens or something crazy on there. It definitely, it's going to make people look and notice because they're going to be like, wow, what, what's he doing? Why does he have that big lens? Why does he have that big camera versus, you know, switch pod, throwing my phone on there, boom, recording a quick video. If, like I said, if I'm recording a training session to, to share with somebody or a, a coach or, um, a, a fellow lifter to get some critiques or advice, um, it comes in handy and, it's easy on the wallet. It's portable. You can throw it in your pocket. You can throw it in your gym bag or your backpack. And you never know. You run into an instance where it's incredibly, incredibly invaluable. Um, one under one other recommendation that really has multiple purposes is thanks to TikTok of all places. It's a, a, a set of wall lights. They're called the Coupla wall lights. And they're great because you can mount the base of the light on the wall. And it has a magnetic ball that attaches to the light. You can charge these lights uh, via USB. And they're really nice spotlights that you can just, you know, use them to point at your collectibles, add some ambient lighting. Uh, just very, very cool. And I said to myself, eh, these can't be that bright or these can't look that cool. But I ended up getting a set of them and I actually have them over some statues. Uh, some Dragon Ball Z pieces and some Street Fighter pieces that I have here in my office. And it just looks really nice, like a nice spotlight to add a little bit of lighting. It's cool for the background where you're doing certain calls and you want to maybe add a little focus or a little extra light. Um, really great, really easy on the wallet. And I was blown away by how by how premium they feel. And they're incredibly solid. Again, uh, props to TikTok and a lot of different creators that were showing these lights. And I said, you know what? Um, I should get a set and a fellow YouTube creator, random Frank P he ended up actually having them in one of his recent videos as well. And I said, you know, this is clearly the universe speaking to me to pick up a set of these lights. And I am glad I did. The last thing I want to recommend, you know, we are heading into the end of the year. It's resolutions. We all want to be healthy. We all want to make sure that we're our best selves for the new year. And I've been very, very adamant about getting in better shape, just taking better care of myself as a parent. Um, you know, I've talked about before, 
uh, and I've mentioned it in passing about my mom passing away uh, when I was fairly young and, you know, what that did to me, how that changed my life, et cetera. But I'm, I'm a firm believer that you, you got to take care of yourself and you got to use whatever tools you have accessible to, you know, hold yourself accountable. And the thing about it is I'm not going to come on here and tell you, oh, this use this app, use this, eat like this. It's just not the way. But one of the easiest things you can do is get yourself a mirror, see how your clothes fit. Are they looser? Are they tighter? And that's definitely a great gauge, but I started really taking more accountability, weighing myself. So I weigh myself a couple times a week and I used to write my weights in a, in a notebook just to keep track of everything with training and everything else. And everybody was like, oh, you know, they got all these smart scales. You compare with your phone, blah, blah, blah. And again, props to wise. They did a wise scale and it was on sale at micro center. And I said, you know what? It's 20 bucks. Let me check it out. And if it sucks, whatever, if it doesn't, you know, it is what it is. So I picked up a, a wise scale and weigh myself every day and it tracks my weight and it pairs it with, um, you know, Apple health and I'm able to track my weight. I'm down about uh, 60 pounds. And the thing about it is that just something so simple as you get up, you know, make sure you're empty. Obviously, you stand on the scale, takes a second, goes on your phone and there you have some accountability. You know, like, hey, I'm losing weight. Maybe I'm retaining a little water, et cetera. It gives you a bunch of other measurements, which obviously are questionable to say the least, but the weight is all that matters. And, you know, some days I'm heavier, some days I'm lighter. It's just a part of life, but it's a good way to kind of hold yourself accountable. I mean, you know, you can track your diet and get your workouts in whatever, but something so simple as a, uh, as a scale can be all it takes to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable. Like I said, the mirror and how you feel is the greatest indicator, but any tools that can help you out on that journey are awesome. I was originally going to talk about a uh, under desk treadmill, but um, I was supposed to receive one that we were going to check out and I didn't get it. And um, listen, it's getting colder here on the East coast. You know, after you have a meal, I'm a big believer in 10 minute walks. Uh, shout out to Mark Bell and a couple of other people in the fitness world that Talk about you eat a meal, you go out for a quick 10 minute walk, you do that a couple times a day and it's invaluable. And I agree. But I also got to say that it is cold as hell. And some people will lose that motivation because they don't want to throw on their coat and go for a walk. Listen, you know, you get yourself a little walking pad for 100 bucks, 150 bucks. You slap it under your desk. You walk while you're working or you put it in your living room and you, you do a walk while you're you're watching your favorite show it's a, just a nice way again minimal minimally effective dose but something that that speaks volumes especially here on the east coast as it gets very cold and people are less inclined to go outside it takes a certain amount of discipline to go out there at 5 a.m for a run or go out for that 10 minute walk but listen after you finish eating if you want to just veg out or maybe you just go for a walk i mean you know a lot of people have been talking about Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate and sharing a lot of their videos, but Tristan Tate shared something interesting a while back. And he said, you know, one of the easiest things that I used to do was I used to do push-ups when I watched TV between commercial breaks, you know, it didn't matter whether it was 10 or 20 or 50, you know, just do whatever amount of push-ups you can in between each commercial break. And I'm like, you know, that's about as easy as it gets. And I thought that it was just a very cool piece of advice that anyone can do. I mean, I'm not telling you to go and do push-ups between every break, but 
you know, use that opportunity to get yourself moving and get yourself mobile, especially if you're working from home or you're sedentary or your job requires you to be sitting a lot. Find ways to get that movement in there because we're not getting any younger folks. And uh, I want to be around for the foreseeable future. So any little things I can do to move that along are clutch. All right. I think that's a nice mixture of different things that I'm recommending for this year's gift guide. I know that um, a lot of people have been asking about what what gear we're using here in the studio. And I've talked about a couple of things like the Husky desk and the switch pod and the ZVE 10 and some of those things. But I will do a separate episode, which is going to be the toys and tech of my trade. And I'm going to probably use that to close out the year. Um, and we got some great guests on deck as well. So we got a few a few episodes left for 2022 and we're starting to really build towards 2023. If you enjoyed this episode and have any questions about any of the stuff we discussed, please do not hesitate to shoot me a message on social at RageWorks. Either myself or someone on the team will relay the message to me and I will answer whatever questions I can. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade, you can email me rich at rageworks.net. Last but not least, you can also visit our website. There's a contact form there and you can fill that out as well to be a guest on this podcast or any of the other great shows on the RageWorks podcast network. Social media, you guys know where to find us. I'm not going to sit here and run down every single one of of them, punch in RageWorks. I'm sure there'll be a presence there that can uh, give you your fix. The only thing I will say is for those of you exclusively wanting to keep up with our podcast content, Uh, The RageWorks Podcast Network does have its own dedicated accounts on Twitter and Instagram. So if you like all of our podcast content, then follow those accounts for that fix. For everything else about tech, gaming, pop culture, and everything else, you know where to find us. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. I hope you and your families have a great holiday season, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. and Tech of the Trade is part of the RageWorks Podcast Network, your source for rants about gaming, entertainment, and the works. Visit us at RageWorksNetwork.com.